In today's content-saturated world, it's crucial for businesses to create high-quality content that captures and sustains the attention of their target audience. With so much competition, businesses need to prioritize content that remains relevant over time. Helping establish them as thought leaders and building a loyal following and generating evergreen leads. This episode of the Lead Machine Growth Show is brought to you by Lead Machine, the step-by-step tech easy system for getting leads online. Are you struggling to get leads from your lead magnet? Are you tired of seeing low conversion rates and losing potential customers? It's time to revive your lead magnet and start attracting more leads. Download our free report, 10 Deadly Lead Magnet Mistakes That Are Costing You Leads, and learn how to create a high-converting lead magnet that engages your audience and drives conversions. Don't let common mistakes hold you back any longer. Revive your lead magnet today and download your free report at www.getleadmachine.com forward slash deadly. Welcome to the Lead Machine Growth Show where you will discover how to tackle your tech, master your message, and design your dream. Paul Guyen, the mastermind behind the lead machine, introduces you to trailblazers who inspire you to implement life-changing solutions and systems you can model to nurture your leads and get your offers seen by your ideal clients who will invest in themselves and you. Be sure you visit our website at www dot lead machine growth show dot com while you're there subscribe to us via your favorite network now tune in and get ready to transform your vision into reality welcome to the lead machine growth show i'm paul guyan your host lead machine coach and founder of the lead machine mastermind group i'm dedicating to helping you tackle your tech master your message and design your dream So whether you're just starting out or looking to take your business to the next level, let's get this conversation started and turn your dreams into reality. So in today's episode, we're going to chat with our guests about how content works and how your business should be using it, steps to making content, to creating it and getting started easier, and why you should consider repurposing, which is powerful, right from the beginning. So I first met Crystal through the BC Stack 2023 event and started following her. And I knew right away she was someone to pay attention to. So let's meet Crystal Prophet. She is a podcast coach, content strategist, and host of the award-winning show, The Prophet Podcast, which is awesome, by the way. Tune in. She specializes in helping content creators create with confidence. Crystal teaches content strategy, repurposing, branding, and marketing through her podcast, digital courses, and YouTube channel dedicated to content creation. She also appears as a content expert on other YouTube channels such as Buzzsprout and StreamYard. Her Amazon best-selling book, Start a Binge-Worthy Podcast, which I own, had Amy Amy Porterfield, who's a buddy of hers, saying, This book is about to become your Bible, and I don't doubt that. Crystal has spoken about content creation on several major stages, including the Ramsey Solutions Influencer Event, Podcast Movement, She Podcasts, PodFest, Global, Spark Media Ventures, and Amy Porterfield's Momentum Membership. 
She's also been a guest on many podcasts, including this one, including your podcast mentor, Mind of a Mentor, the OSSA Podcast Network podcast, Buzzcast, a Buzzsprout, uh, Buzzsprout, which is her favorite, favorite podcast. And Crystal lives outside of Houston with her husband, three sons, and a snorting Boston Terrier named Wally. And Crystal, welcome to the show. I love your dog's name. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it must be from the movie Wally. It is, uh, yes, it is. And I'm so glad that I have my my headphones in today and he can't hear because he's staring at me. I have these glass doors like oh, in my office and yeah. he will stare at me. And anytime anybody says his name, he like perks the up and he's like, do you want me to come like love you and lick on you? Like this is his favorite thing in the world. So yes, Wally, he is my precious little baby angel, but we are not here to talk about him today. I'm oh. so excited <laughs> to chat with you about content Paul, this is this is going to be a great conversation. Oh yeah, well I was going to say, you know, we may have some visitors. I have three cats and two <laughs> dogs, and my my youngest, they're eighteen months old. Two oh, beautiful yeah. kittens, and uh, Kateri and Lalo, Aww. and uh, they're named after their Native American names. And a lot of times they'll come up here on the desk, and one of my guests the uh, Lalo jumped on my keyboard and he erased, <laughs> he erased my script for the gift. Oh my so I had to have my guests say the gift, but uh, so hopefully I think they're upstairs and hopefully that uh, they won't. Well, if <laughs> they not, won't we'll keep it us. exciting. Okay. It'll, it'll be, be exciting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, so let's get into this uh, from a logistics perspective. Um, people want to know how to do things. And I like to know how to, you know, make things, how do things work? How does podcasting work for businesses? And I know that you've got this special method. So why don't you tell me about that? Yeah. So the first thing that I always tell people is anybody can do this. I think that that was the first thing I needed to hear whenever I first started podcasting. Yeah. Um, I was just, I started, I was a stay at home mom and I was trying to figure out like, what is my next step? And like, what do I want to be when I grow up? Right. It's the question <laughs> yeah. we continuously ask ourselves. And when I was listening to other podcasts, I would hear that they had a full team of people or they had this million dollar studio. And I just remember thinking, oh, well, that's for the untouchables or people with lot, lots of money and access to studio equipment. And I didn't have any of that. And I'm here to tell you today, friends, everybody listening, that you can absolutely start a podcast. And the reason why I say that so confidently is I created this method that I use for my students, my coaching clients, and it's called the PREPM method. So P stands for plan, R is record, E, edit, P, publish, and M, market. And mm. the reason why this method is so important is because, of course, you could just record something and throw it out there, you know, for the world to find it and stumble across it. But when you go about your podcast that way, it's not going to be that effective. And you can actually take the same prep method and apply it to anything, whether it's an email newsletter, a post on social, or a YouTube video, a blog post. There's so many different ways that you can use this method. But at the end of the day, what I find is so many people get stuck in the editing part. They get stuck yeah, in the, the tech perfectionist tendencies of like, oh my gosh, but you heard me breathe. I can't 
publish this episode, I breathe too much. And I'm like, well, <laughs> you're human. You have a pulse. So it's perfectly fine to have that happen on your show. But um, where I tell people that the bulk of their time should be spent is in the planning process. So for yeah. those of you listening that you're like, well, I can just talk on a whim and I can do this off the cuff and I don't mm -hmm. need a script. I don't need an outline. I'm here to tell you that you can get so much further faster and you can actually feel confident marketing your show, putting something out there that you're just like, I am so proud of that. When you spend more time planning, having the right strategy or having the right angle that you want to share with your audience, that way it's more impactful. So that's where I always like to tell people is yes, editing is important, but also if you get to the editing part and you've spent hours and hours and hours on this one piece of content, you're usually exhausted and you don't want to market the thing because you're like, I just spent so much time on this. So people will publish things and then never market it because they didn't have a plan in the first place to make it happen. So that's like right out of the gate. Rule number one is if you find yourself spending a lot of time planning, that's okay. Let's spend time there so that we can really line up the other pieces of what you need to do to create successful content. And you know, that's the Clint Eastwood method method. If you if yes. you are familiar with that, the Clint Eastwood method is he plans and plans and plans and plans, and he'll take one take. Yeah. And there's li very little editing to be done. And he goes, that's yeah. good enough. That's good enough. Yeah. And and that's the method I use. I I try not to to edit uh very much at all. I mean, obviously I I have the the intro and the outro, and there's a commercial sometimes that goes into it. But um I think people are drawn to the mistakes and the ums mm -hmm. and the ahs. And it's like, oh crap, I said that. Did I say that out loud? I did. I said that out loud. Well, I'm sorry that I said that. Well, anyways, let's move on. Uh, so that's the kind of re realism that we need to have because we're just having a conversation and we're getting yeah. to know each other. And, and, and you know what? You've done over 1,300, probably more than that, episodes. What are some of the things that you've learned uh, about that? And I bet, it, I bet the first one, first few didn't, didn't come off so well, huh? Uh, the, the first one I always tell people, like I'm, first of all, I'm a realist. If you're brand new to me, if you've never, you know, heard me speak on other podcasts before, I am very real and honest about the journey because I wish someone would have told me the things that I share with you, like you should plan more and you could be yeah. more successful, you know, throughout the beginning of your show. But the other thing is it's awkward. Can we all just say it? Can we all just agree? It is very awkward when you're getting started. And I think that yeah. people, of course, there's personality types where it is a little bit more natural or maybe more comfortable. But Paul, I was a cheerleader. I was out in front. Like I did all the things I spoke on stages. I, I did professional sales class in college. Like I did all of these things that on paper, I should have been fully equipped to sit down and record something behind the camera, behind the mic. I was shaking the very first time I ever recorded myself and there was no camera on me. It was just me <laughs> and my microphone. And I was in a room by myself and I was like, this is so 
awkward. This is so just being in here and I'm supposed to talk to this microphone and I'm just supposed to pretend like somebody's actually listening, even though it's probably just my mom listening. And that was it <laughs> at the very beginning. So I'm just here to like set the record straight. If you feel nervous, if you feel awkward recording, you are 100% normal and it happens to everybody. There's a varying scale of where you land on the awkwardness level, but it really does. It happens to everybody and you are totally fine. You just have to move past that. And this is another place where I feel like the planning can help you do that and not sit yeah. in that awkwardness. You can say, all right, I'm going to plan for this to be bad in the beginning. And that's okay because I know 10 episodes in 20 episodes in 50, 1300 episodes in, I'm going to feel like this is a piece of cake and I can do this. It's just taking that baby step and ripping off the bandaid to make it happen. Yeah. And you know, when I first started mine, which wasn't too long ago, um, one of the reasons I didn't have one yet was because I was, was, uh, careful about being visible because I have a full-time job, which I'm transitioning away from right now. And, and, uh, and so I didn't want to have them view it as being disloyal and I wanted to do it ethically and, and honestly. And, uh, so one of my, one of my mentors challenged me, he says, what, Hey, why aren't you, why aren't you out there? You, you've got a really good message. And, uh, then another colleague of mine, who's a podcast coach said, Hey, Paul, you know, you were on my podcast two years ago. How come you're not podcasting yet? And I said, okay. I'm starting a podcast. And then I went and talked to my boss and said, this is, this is what I'm doing. And he goes, yeah, I got no problem with that. Just keep it on the down low with some people might not, and you know, and don't let it affect your, your business. But yeah, I was really afraid of that. And what I did was I went and, and invited guests that would make me uncomfortable because they're famous, you know, and uh, like Dave Sanderson, who was the last passenger on uh, flight 1459 that, that landed on the Hudson he was the last passenger off. That was my first guest. And wow. so fortunately he was my friend. Uh, but yeah, I got over it pretty quick because we knew each other and we just were like you and I, I feel like I know you now we, we've been talking for, you know, 15 minutes maybe. And, uh, I, but I've been listening to your podcast, so I know you a little bit better, but you just have to start. You just have to have to do it. And I'm glad that I have a guest on with me. Uh, instead of doing it myself in the in the room, because I'm gonna do I'm going to do some solos because I have some some content I want to share. Uh, but it's fascinating working with a guest because you've got this banter going back and forth. And I think that's what people really like to like to hear, don't you? Oh, hundred percent. I when I because I love podcasts. I mean, it's why I keep showing up and I keep doing this. <laughs> I listen to just today alone, probably an hour and a half, two hours of podcasts, and I feel like I am a fly on the wall to these conversations that would otherwise be unreachable for me, either geographically, socioeconomically, like whatever it is, like there's so many different shows that I listen to that people are recording in different States, people are recording in different countries. And mm. I just think that it's so inspiring to get to hear these messages. And it's so different than like a talk show. Cause I remember, you know, being able to watch talk shows on TV and it was like, okay, well you had you know, the main host, and then you had their guest, but then you also had the audience and you felt like it was performative, right? Like everybody was like, oh, we're in on this. They're going to 
present them their best selves for four minutes. And then that's what you're going to get. And then they're gone. They're done. The next guest is coming on. Whereas with podcasting, I feel like you get to have these intimate conversations where you get to, you get to know the name of my dog is Wally. And yes, he's <laughs> named from the movie and you wouldn't really get, we wouldn't have time for that in a TV segment where it's like, Nope, you got to just go, go, go. And so yeah. what I love about podcasting is just the intimacy of the conversations that you get to have. But I just, I really just fell in love with the medium when I started in 2018 and I'm still here because <laughs> I can't get <laughs> enough of it. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And you know, not all of our audience are podcasters and I'd encourage you to consider it and also uh, consider if you want to amplify your authority and visibility, becoming a guest and just getting, getting, it's a great way to start. Uh, if you're, if you're not there yet, uh, that'll help you just become comfortable with it. But let's talk a little bit about, con let's talk a lot about content creation and, um, how that can benefit your business. And I know it's changed over time. The platforms have changed, but one thing is true. And it's been true for ages, for millennia. And that's, you've got people who have interests, who have desires. They've got problems that they want solved and they're looking for a solution and they're looking for a get it done quick button. And they want to avoid, either they want to avoid pain or they want to be rich or they want to find love. So our content that we create has to speak to that. So, and how do we create content that, that is, speaks to them and also lasts? Yeah. Well, I want to go back to something you said a second ago and I was like, oh, we have to come back to that. Don't let it blow past me. Okay. And that was you listening to my show. And you said, I feel like I know you, like yeah. we've only been talking for so, but you feel like, you know, me, you have a deeper connection with who I am. Maybe you understand my principles, my values as a business owner, as a creator, what I like, what I don't like, like some of my weird quirks. Like these are all things that would probably take months on in to get to know someone in this more intimate way. But when it comes to your business and your content, it's a way for you to show up and have conversations, whether you're doing interview shows or have these solo episodes where people can really have these connections. And hopefully, eventually the goal is eventually become your customers or your clients or right. do whatever that main call to action is, buy your book, buy your product, like whatever it is. But I think that it's often missed on people because there's such an emphasis today on you got to get, you know, millions of downloads right out of the gate. You got to start making money, you know, as soon as you launch the thing. And if it's not like, if it's not getting 10,000 downloads every single, you know, every time you put out a brand new episode, then what are you even doing? You're a failure. These are all the messages that I hear all the time right. on social media in just the most outrageous places. And the thing that I want people listening to today, if you're thinking about starting any kind of content and what that can look like for you is I want you to think about how can I make this last longer than that six seconds of, you know, <laughs> going viral on TikTok or Instagram or any of the other yeah. platforms. How can you make it something that lasts? And, you know, Paul, we talked about this earlier, you know, you found me through BC stack 
And one of the things that, um, you know, I've known Dan and Rachel for a while now, I've partnered with them. They're the organizers of that. And they come from a blogging first background. That's where they got their start. They've been bloggers for a long time. And one of the things that I find so interesting about blogging content is it lasts and people don't care if the blog is five years old, 10 years old, like, I mean, it could be, it could be old and it doesn't feel outdated because the information lasts. You were talking about trying to solve people's problems, trying to get them solutions. I don't care how old, you know, the Pinterest recipe is that I find if it's still good and it can make a great taco salad, like I'm going to make it because that's all I care about. Like, help me find the solution to what I'm going to make, you know, for a taco Tuesday dinner. That's what I'm looking for. So for anybody that's listening, the power of content is your ability. And, you know, we can talk about leads all day because whenever I put out a piece of content, my goal isn't for it to go viral. I don't create that type of content. I don't, maybe that's like a different place, different time. But for me, it's how can I help the person that is looking for this solution right now? And how can I create the content where it's going to be contextual, whether they listen today when it goes live or in three years, whenever it's been out there for a while. So that's what I really believe when it comes to content. And then just trying to make that one piece of content stretch over time by different repurposing strategies. And we can get into those, but uh, I'll stop right there because I just, that was a big long answer to your question. Well, my question had lots of different facets to it, kind of going all (laughs) over the place. Uh, That's a good answer though. so why, why would one want to outsource their content when they can do it themselves? There's, there's a, there's a, there's gotta be some planning behind it because of your, your prep method. So let's talk about that, the strategic plan. And then there's a system, there's a little assistant that you can bring in to help you out. So let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah. So whenever I think about all the different facets of planning and everything, When it comes to the different types of content. So let me give you a great example, because when I say I'm creating a podcast, what I'm really doing is I'm creating podcast content. I'm also creating some form of video content, whether it's what I'm actually recording. Like, you know, today we're recording on Zoom. We could take this and upload it to YouTube if you wanted to, or you could just use the audio. And it's the same for anybody listening. Like video can play a strategic role, but if you don't want to use it, you don't have to. You don't have like, you don't have to use video, but there are other places where a podcast content can live. So it could be an audio form. It could be video. It could be a blog form. It could be part of your email newsletter. You're trying to tell people, Hey, you know, here's, you know, a a one minute segment that Paul and I talked about in this episode. Now go listen to the rest of it on the profit podcast or, you know, the lead growth machine show. Like there's so many different places where you can really have that strategic piece, but AI in 2023. And so I don't like throwing dates out because now I'm like, well, now we're dating this specific episode today. But the thing that I'm most excited about is there are tools that you can use that take your original audio form and help you create something that will spin off into 
the different facets of a blog post, of social post, of a script for a YouTube yep. video if you didn't record it. And my favorite one right now is Buzzsprout. So this is my podcast hosting platform. And within it, they have a tool called Co-host AI. And you could also use ChatGPT if you wanted to use a different podcast host, but I love Buzzsprout. I always shout Buzzsprout from the rooftops. You <laughs> should go check it out. But it's just one of those things that when it comes to AI, I got really nervous when ChatGPT launched because I was like, I don't want random things from the internet coming into my show and pretending to be me. Of course, I would have the publishing control over what goes out, but that yeah. just made me really nervous. It felt unethical. It felt like spammy. It's just like all the wrong feelings. But with Buzzsprout, I have this opportunity to take the original audio form that I created. It's my podcast episode. It's my voice. It's my transcript, right. all those things. And the tool or what the tool does is you upload it and then it spits out an episode title, an episode description, a transcript. It gives you social posts. It gives you a blog post. So Paul, I'm here to tell you that today when we're recording this, that's what I do. I upload my audio episode. I take that blog post that was created by Buzzsprout. And that is like, shh, like everybody come in, lean in for a little secret here. That is what I use uh, like as my blog post on my website. I of tweak course. it a little bit and I clean it up, but work smarter, not harder. That's absolutely the way to go this year. Yeah. And you know, a little lean in again, here's We're another tip. In. Here's another tip for the, for you, for y'all out there. Number one, when you do that, what you said, you upload your content, it's on Buzzsprout or, or it can be uh chat or Claude, whatever, a transcript of it. And you tell chat GPT or your host azure of uh buzzsprout you tell it to use your tone your voice tone and style and so it already knows that because it just uploaded your voice tone and style so you can take that and now you know that you're not being plagiarized there's no hallucination going on and it's it's really close to authentic you because it's you yes those are your words and the thing that's cool about ai is that it can fill in some of those details like when you're when you're producing that podcast, uh, that blog post, uh, you realize that you know what I would have liked to have gone into that section a little deeper, so I can tell the chatbot to to give you more detail, and then you can flesh it out. You can add that and have an even better blog post. So having your own voice, tone, and style being being part of what's generated is where the sweet spot is. I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and having it do all that work for you that you, you normally would have to do by hand, you might not do it at all because you don't have time. So all of you out there, there are ways to produce a lot of content, even if you're just a solo entrepreneur, like, like many of us are. So, yeah. And, and, and on that point, yeah, I was just going to say the only other thing I would add to that too, is I was a terrible blogger. I didn't start off the, I usually start off my story telling everybody I started blogging unsuccessfully <laughs> whenever <laughs> I was staying at home. So staying home relate. with my boys and I was just like, Oh, okay. Like I'm going to, I'm going to start writing and journaling. And I ventured into blogging and I just tell everybody I was a very unsuccessful blogger. I was not a great writer. I struggled with that. 
And now that there are all these AI tools, I use ChatGPT. I use Grammarly. So mm -hmm. if you don't use Grammarly, never heard of it, go look it up ASAP. It can help you with your writing, your editing, and it has capabilities now that will help you make it more persuasive, make it more confident. There's a lot of different tools that you can utilize to help you in these places. Cause I totally understand being a solo entrepreneur and I believe in outsourcing those pieces that you either struggle with or they hold you back. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't ever do them. Ask yourself, can I delegate this to a chatbot, to a software, or can you, you know, outsource that to a VA who knows how to do those things? Because right. at the end of the day, I see so many people quit creating content. And when I dig into the details about what it is, like, why did you quit? Like, why did you feel like you couldn't continue in your content journey? They typically tell me it's just too overwhelming. It's way too much. And being the coach that I am, I actually call myself a podcast therapist too, because <laughs> we're, we're getting to therapy and a lot of podcasting stuff. Yeah. But I say, <laughs> you know, you're putting all this pressure on yourself for it to be perfection or for it to sound like someone that has a 20 person team behind the scenes doing all of those things. When in reality, all you need is a piece of audio content published to your podcast host, period, the end, maybe a title, maybe a short episode description but you don't need anything outside of that. And so I'm giving everybody listening today. Here's another lean in moment. I'm giving you permission to strip everything down to the basics just to get started. You can always get fancier later, add the gadgets and gizmos and all the other things. But at the end of the day, I just want you creating something that you feel so confident to share with the world. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And you can't, when you, we were talking about outsourcing, we kind of glossed over that. Let's just come back to that. Yeah. I had a guest on who's, uh, who's a, who created 300 songs in six months. And he's a, he's a, he's a fabulous musician and, and, uh, and podcast, podcast host and teacher coach. Uh, but what he did was he systematized his process of creating music. Duh. He used templates. He used a systematized way of doing things. Well, he took that and he translated that over to his podcast agency. And of course, now he's got robots and things like that doing that. But the point is, if you can systematize, just write down the steps that you need to have done, you create the content, you, you have an interview with someone or you be a guest on someone's podcast, get the audio, hand it over and say, create this content for me and then post it here, 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 and here on this schedule. Uh, there you go. So you haven't really given up any, any um, strategic advantage. You haven't had, you, they don't really have to make decisions. You can make all those decisions as part of your systemized process. So you can amplify yourself and extend yourself by using other people but you don't give away the keys, which is what we were talking about earlier. The, you know, the strategy and, and the planning part, you need to do that. That's, yeah, that's, absolutely. that's, that's what you, it's your content. It's your audience. You know them best. And so that's, that's what you have to do, but you can, and this is what, this is what many people should be doing is taking the stuff that they love to do and they're good at. And as, as Ben Gay, the third would say, stay in your lane. You want to yes. stay, you want to stay in your lane. 
He's a he's a buddy of mine. So Absolutely. talking about that systemized process, what about our favorite topic, which is how do we amplify and repurpose that, that content so that it takes on a new life and it lasts forever? Yeah. How does that work? Yeah. I think that you have to have a home base. Like this is the key. And a lot of people will default to, well, I'm on Instagram or I'm on YouTube or Mm -hmm. I'm on this, I'm on that. And at the end of the day, if you want to have a business that's collecting leads and you're generating new customers, I'm going to invite you to have a website. I tell ever, I used to be a lot softer on this topic where I'd say, Mm -hmm. well, you don't have to have a website because I just wanted people to get started in their content. But into like today's world, you need a website and it doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be anything that's like this, you know, I have to invest tens of thousands of dollars for someone to build a website. No, you don't. You can absolutely utilize many tools that are out there. They keep getting better and better. I don't know if you know this too, Paul, like every, I look back at when I started and I'm like, oh my, this is eons above anything I had (laughs) when I started, but rely on something that is the central hub for you to go back to. So when I think about repurposing and having this one place, like everything points back to my website. So even if I put it on the podcast, it goes back to the website. If I put it on my YouTube, it's going back to the website, something on Instagram, it's going back to my website. And I think from there you can have, whether it's an SEO optimization strategy or a Pinterest strategy, if you want to go that route, like there's a lot of different other tactical things that you can do. You can grow your email list on your website and it just kind of dominoes from there. I actually just read, I there's Jay Klaus. He has a podcast called Creator Science. And I first heard him speak earlier this summer. He was at Convert Kits Craft and Commerce. Um, and he was one of the keynotes. And he just put out an episode the other day about how, or one of his newsletters about how he's grown his podcast. And the secret to it is you have to grow everything else. And so what that looks like is, Unfortunately, with podcasting, discoverability isn't there. It's not the thing that you could just post a piece of content and it gets caught up in this algorithm and swept away. And now it's viral, getting thousands of listeners and millions of downloads. That's just not the reality for podcasting. And so what he said is, I focus on everything that I'm posting to goes back to my podcast. But what he's really saying is it goes back to his podcast on his website. That is what he is doing. That is how he gets. So he doesn't say Spotify or Apple or, you know, go YouTube. He doesn't say any of those things. He's saying, go check out my podcast. Here's the link. And it's on his website. So when you're looking at creating leads, creating something that's evergreen, creating something that will stand the test of time, you have to figure out a way to have it live somewhere that's independent of the social media channels or anywhere else that could go down for the day and not work something that you own and that you have control over. Right. You own and you control your, your Instagram audience, your Facebook audience, your LinkedIn audience. You do not own them. Yeah. You own, you own the relationship with those people. You've built that relationship, but if they've got nowhere to go, you can't take them with you. And if you're, if you're thinking about growing your business in some time in the future, retiring, the money's in the list. Your 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 list is your customer list is your most important asset. And so if you don't have that, 
all the content and all the posts that you did on Facebook, they're meaningless and they only live for a minute. They only live for, for a short time. And so that's why you're saying my podcast is my website. Yeah. And, and it, and from there, when I post an episode on my website, it goes out to all the networks, including Buzzsprout, by the way. Yeah. And, and so that's what I do. And I didn't even know that that was a smart thing to do, but I hired a smart coach. So there you go. Uh, so Adam, <laughs> Adam Homie, I'm giving you a shout out. So, uh, but and I uh, want to, I want to throw this out there too, because you mentioned Buzzsprout and, um, they actually have a website that you could use. So it's part of, if I believe you have to be on one of their paid plans, it may not come yeah, with a free plan. Do. But you could have, that could be your starting of your own website. You go buy a domain. I have a YouTube video, if you want to go check it out, that shows you how to set up a domain for your WordPress website, or sorry, WordPress, Buzzsprout website to get started. And then you could move to WordPress, Squarespace, something else in the future. But at least you're making those calls to action because what I find so many podcasters struggling with is they podcast for a while and then they want to make a bigger ask of their audience. They want to sell a product. They want to sell a coaching program. They want to sell a membership. And now they feel awkward about it because they haven't done it in the first place. But if you get started with saying, Hey, go check out my website, download this free lead magnet, or, you know, sign up for my bootcamp, whatever it is, but making those asks from the very beginning of your show can make that transition a lot easier when you do go to promote something. It doesn't feel as awkward and your audience won't feel like, oh, well, you know, they're they're a sellout. Like all of a sudden now they, you know, they're trying to use me to, you know, buy something from me. This actually happened to me a long time ago, which I won't mm-hmm. I won't bore you with the story today. But this <laughs> is like it can just happen. Like I have PTSD from a podcast that said, we'll never sell, never sell. And of course, what did they do? They ended up selling on their show. So we want to avoid that. <laughs> Jeez. So yeah, but it's a lot easier to say, um, go to my show, ww leadmachinegrowthshow.com forward slash lead magnet. And you're going to get this bonus episode or whatever it is. Absolutely. uh, So we've been talking a lot about podcasts. What about the people who don't, you know, they're not ready for that. And and, and I know we mentioned guesting, but uh, what are some other ways that we, we can create content that um, for the, for those who don't want a podcast, I mean, it's, it's, it is a smart way to do it. You just record something, but what's another way that we can, we can do this and how can we get an assistant to help us? Well, I love that you talk about guest podcasting. So I kind of would just want to sit here for a second. Cause I have a few okay. friends that that's what they do in the industry. They teach how to get on podcasts. They, you know, show you how to get strategic with it. But the thing that I have learned from all of them is the people that have the most success. So we're having another lean in moment, lean in to hear this one, (laughs) because the secret to success with guesting on podcast is sharing it with your audience. And I know that sounds like such a simple thing. And a lot of people expect it. It's like, you know, I'm on Paul's podcast today. And when Paul airs this episode, I'm going to share it with my audience because one, I want to be a good guest and, you know, hopefully Paul will have me back for his, you know, 1000th episode. Eventually he'll say, Hey, I want you to come back and let's talk about, you know, podcasting and whatever year that is. But (laughs) I also want to show that 
I'm here to help you and what you're trying to do. It's like, we are banding arms together and I want to share your message with my audience because maybe you'll have some potential listeners that are in my audience, but also I just want to keep that relationship going and have that network established. You would be surprised. I've done hundreds and hundreds of interviews of the profit podcast and some guests will come onto my show and I'll share it on social media. And I get so excited. There was one time I had someone who had a huge, I mean, we're talking like hundreds of thousands of Instagram followers. And I got so excited. I was like, oh my gosh, they're going to share it. <laughs> and they never did. They and I was frustrated because they had said, we will share it. And then it got awkward because it'd been a while, it'd been a few months since the interview. And then I was like, oh, well, they said they were going to share it and they never did. And so you want to avoid that by being that guest who every time you guest on the show, you're sharing it with other people because it's a twofold strategy here. One, again, you're doing all the things we just talked about. You're being a great guest. You're helping to market their show. But two, you're showing future podcasts that you want to pitch. Look, I was on Paul's podcast and I promoted his show. Like here's the Instagram post where I talked about it. I would love to feature your show whenever I'm a guest. And the host immediately is like, oh, absolutely. Like I want Paul on my show because he talks about when he guests on other people's podcasts. So it's a selling point to future guesting opportunities. And it can just mean just so much exposure for your business, for your newsletter or the other parts of your content that you are trying to build up before you start creating a podcast. Cause I am going to, I'm going to recommend everybody start a podcast, but that's just me. (laughs) Oh yeah. I do too. Um, I was listening to an episode, a bonus episode that you, that you put out about your friend, Amy Porterfield. And this made me feel really, really happy because I know podcasting has been around for a long time. What my friend, uh, Denise Griffiths, she's got a, a, a top 1% um, podcast and uh, she was on the show and um, we were, uh, she's been around for so long. I'm going, you know, she goes, if you throw a stick anywhere on the internet, you'll hit my show. She goes, and it's, it's funny, uh, but you released a, a bonus podcast that I was listening to over the weekend. And there's this star guru. Her name's Amy Porterfield. We mentioned her name a bunch of times. And what did she do? She had a new book coming out. It's called two weeks notice. And um, I've got a number of friends who are authors, Tony Rubleski, you should lean into this. Cause I, I, I told him about it this, this more, this weekend. She, she said she was told, I don't remember by who you'll fill, you'll fill that detail in. She was told that, Instead of doing your normal, you're going to go around to 100 cities, you need to be a guest on 100 podcasts. And so, and so she strategically aligned herself with 100 podcast hosts and convinced them to, I believe, release on the same day or with within the same period of time as her New York Times bestselling book launched. And I'm going, Hallelujah. Yes. You know, I'm into the game a little bit later, but these these people out there are using it for uh, launching books. They're using it to launch uh, uh, their products, launch their businesses, putting out new products, and they're and they're amplifying their authority not just as a host, but they're they're being a guest too. And I think that's just amazing. And like I said, hallelujah! I was really yes. happy. 
And I called him up right away. I said, Tony, you need to listen to this episode of Crystal <laughs> Profit. Amy Porterfield, she launched her book. He's launching a new book coming up. And I think it's his 10th or 11th book or something like that. And uh, and so pay attention because yeah. it's, it's, it's like a radio show. I mean, it, it is radio. It's the new radio show. Absolutely. Uh, and, pe- and people can consume it on, you know, uh, on their own time. I used to be a podcaster who never listened to podcasts because of, of the technology in my car. And I have a, such a short commute. Well, I hit a deer on the way home from one of my gigs uh, on July 2nd. And I hit a deer and totaled my car, oh, my, no. man, my, my man van. And so I, I got a new car. I got a really good, I had my car, my van was paid off. And so I got a good deal from the insurance company. And so I got a new van, a new man van and it, it has Android auto and I can get all my podcasts and everything. So I've been right. I've been re- listening to podcasts going crazy. Uh, but anyways, I'm so excited about this kind of uh, this new method. It's not new, but it's, it's a great method because people, I love listening to audio. I'm a musician. I'm, I'm always, I'm into music you know, heavy. So, uh, I'm always listening to something, something new. Uh, and, uh, like I said, I was very excited to say, okay, this is really is a really a good idea. This is really a good investment of my time and uh, my attention because I, I'm, you know, I always talk to my wife goes, gosh, your, your podcast is really taken off, isn't it? I said, yeah, it kind of is. It's really taking some of my time, but it's worth it. It's right. really worth it. Yeah. And I want to like make a quick note on that too, because I think that a lot of people's misconception, it's kind of like the guest that was on my show, like way, way back in the beginning that had this huge following. You don't have to be on shows that are in the top 1% or even in the top 10% to have an impact. I've talked to so many people that help people get on podcasts and they will say time and time again, we usually see the best, like outreach and growth, like people coming over to other people's podcasts, getting on their email list on smaller shows, because the audience is still very engaged with the content and they know those hosts intimately. I mean, Paul, before we started recording, you were dropping like your clients' names and the people that you know that are in your audience, (laughs) like left and right, like, you know, the people that are in your audience. And I think that that shouldn't be overlooked. You shouldn't be like, oh, how do I get on Amy Porterfield's podcast? How do I get on these big name shows? Because they may not have the same impact as it would be if you were on five smaller shows that have a deeper intimate connection with their host. So I just want to throw that out there for anybody that's thinking about guesting, don't discount the shows that are smaller because they have been like proven time and time again to have just as much, if not more of an impact on your business, on your networking than some of the larger shows. Yeah. And you know, the other thing is, is that now that you and I know each other, our networks have just expanded. Exactly. So your, your influence on my network and my influence on your network is has increased. And so I, I can't tell you how many more people I've met. Uh, and a lot of times there we could become clients of each other. And, uh, you know, so it's a networking tool too. Absolutely. And it's easy to do because we're having a one-on-one conversation. It's really not hard to ask either. It was easy to ask you and you said, yeah, I'll be, I'll do it. Yeah. So, so it's great. Oh, and Jean Border, by the way, Jean Border is in my private mastermind group, and she launched her podcast today. It's Shout called out. The, yep, the practical uh, 
dreamer journey dreamer's journey i hope i have that right gene oh you're gonna smack me if i have it wrong <laughs> but anyway <laughs> she's launched her, her podcast today so uh Congratulations, I, Jean. Look, That's incredible. I have to look that up. And she asked me a question. She had heard that for, she, we have our podcasts. Uh, we have the same coach um, on YouTube. We were doing video podcasts and audio on the the major networks, and we both we have our own website. So you know we got things straightened out. But one of the things she had heard was to get more traction on YouTube to get found because that's one way one way to get your podcast found is to publish it on YouTube and by the way if you have an audio podcast you can publish it on YouTube and put a still image and they have a, a podcast function now so you can just say this playlist is now a podcast and so you've got a podcast even though you didn't think you'd had one but she had heard that you had to have to get traction you needed to have a certain amount of posts and uh, views within a certain time period. Is that still the real thing or is, is it, is there something new that's that, uh, is it more SEO based now? I feel like since, and I've been on YouTube since 2017, that's kind of when I very first started, I dabbled. And when I say 2017, I posted like three videos and then I kind of stepped away and was like, I don't know what I'm doing. This is overwhelming. Um, but then I started playing with the platform and the thing that is proven true time and time again is people go to YouTube for answers, very specific answers. You won't yeah. find, you know, maybe they go to your YouTube channel because of you, but you had to tell them, you had to tell them from Instagram or your newsletter or your website, but people don't usually just land on someone's random channel and say, Oh, let me browse all the things. They right. typically type something into Google or they type something directly into YouTube and they're trying to answer a specific question. And so what I always tell people is that SEO juice, like use as much as you can to really have incredible titles, make sure your descriptions are great. Um, don't do too much like keyword stuffing. You know, if everybody's familiar yeah. with that, like too many keywords that don't make any sense, but you can be very strategic with a podcast and get found on YouTube. And they're actually, somebody shared, um, I wasn't able to make the podcast movement conference that they just recently had, but they were sharing that YouTube is going to be ingesting RSS feeds in the future. So if you mm. do have a podcast in the future, I don't know exactly what this is going to look like, what kind of magic wizardry that's going <laughs> to go on, yeah. but in the future, YouTube will officially ingest RSS feeds from your audio only feeds. Will that spit out an image of just your podcast artwork and a soundbite? I have no idea. I don't know what it's going to visually look like, but focus on the SEOs aspects of it and creating good content, whether it is just a still image in your audio, make sure that your audio is meaningful and use the title strategically to describe exactly what a user is going to get by listening to that episode. Awesome. Awesome. So we, uh, we're at the top of the hour. This has been so much fun. We've covered a lot of ground. Uh, there's, you know, I don't think I can wait a thousand episodes to have you back, but we'll, we'll have to have you back again and talk more about repurposing because we've just scratched the surface a little yes. bit. I was going to ask you more, but, uh, we're, we're kind of out of time. But so as we wrap up today, uh, with your final words, what are three things that our listeners can do today to put these ideas into action? 
Oh, this is so good. I actually was going back through on my phone. I have a bunch of videos from previous conferences and things that I've spoken at. And luckily for me, I did find three things that were (laughs) very like just so spot on for exactly this question. And the first thing is know yourself, Mm. have a plan and know your goals. So of course we've talked about planning so much, but the first thing is knowing yourself, like being really honest. Like, do you want to do audio and video? Do you just want to do audio? Be real with yourself and be very honest about what you want and how you want to show up. If you're going to be creating content, then the second thing is your plan. What's your plan? Are you going to grab your phone and record something tonight just to record it. And it's okay if you delete it. I didn't say that earlier. I'm giving (laughs) you permission to record something and delete it. If it's terrible, I have thousands of episodes that I've published, (laughs) but I think I have tens of thousands that I've recorded and no one has ever heard them. So it is absolutely okay (laughs) to delete it. So Noah, like have a plan and make it happen. And then knowing your goals, what are you trying to accomplish? Are you trying to share your message with the world? Are you trying to increase your revenue, increase your client base. Like what is the reason for you wanting to create content? And again, just be very honest with yourself and find a coach, find someone like Paul who can walk with you on this journey and really go through the ups and downs, the struggles that come with being an entrepreneur and continuously be learning. So I feel like I threw that last one in. That was my fourth one, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I'll throw one in too. Never give up. Yes. Uh, Yes. You know, when you get discouraged, that's the point at which you need to double down because that's when the magic starts to happen. Exactly. When you you really, really say, okay, gosh, I really want this. And why do I want it? And oh yeah, that's right. That's why. Oh, that, that was why I wanted it. That's why that'll keep me going. Yes. uh, Well, Crystal, thank you so much. Crystal has an amazing gift and it's called the five minute podcast bootcamp, which She's condensed five days of content into five minutes. And I watched her do it. Uh, I was very impressed. I'm doing the same thing with lead magnets. Uh, uh, and she covers how podcasting works, the key elements of a podcast, where to find additional resources. And she goes a little bit into her her secrets of repurposing content and marketing. So uh, that's really cool too. So you can find that at www.crystalprofit.com dot com forward slash podcast bootcamp and that's k-r-y-s-t-a-l profit with two f's and two t's dot com forward slash podcast bootcamp is that right yep that's okay. it and i always okay. have to tell people profit is my actual last name yes people it is. are always like is that your stage name i'm like nope that's my actual last name. we didn't even get into that well that will save that story for the next the next yeah. time yeah okay <laughs> So uh, thank you again, Crystal. And remember, everyone, faith and action go hand in hand. So put the pedal to the metal. And until next time on the Lead Machine Growth Show, I'm Paul Guyon and Crystal Profit. So long for now. Thank you for tuning in to the Lead Machine Growth Show with Paul Guyon, where we show you how to tackle your tech, master your message, and design your dream so that you can transform your vision into reality. Remember to visit our website at www.leadmachinegrowthshow.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Lead Machine Growth Show.